Hello and welcome to Queering Eve, a spoiler-free-ish podcast about the TV show Killing Eve made by some queers. Hi, I'm Tamara and I'm the one who discovered ambience videos on YouTube. Hi, I'm Nina and I'm the one who has been reading Midnight Sun all week, so I am all in on that <laughs> Twilight drama right now. Yay! <laughs> the author we loved in our teens that did not disappoint us terribly. Yeah, Nana and I were just talking about how like if we would have guessed 10 years ago or 15 years ago that J.K. Rowling was the author that we would hate now and not Stephanie Meyer. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no one would have guessed, I'm thinking. Yeah. Hi, I'm Naya, and I'm the one who has been thinking a lot about the first verse of the theme song from L Word. Um, <laughs> which is? Which goes like... Yeah, I think it's supposed to describe lesbians in L word, but it's like girls in tight dresses who drag with mustaches. None of them have ever done drag. Chicks going fast, ingenues with long lashes. And I think this is not at all a description of anyone on L word, but it is kind of a description of Villanelle. Woo! <laughs> 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 All I right, like song, but I'm not not from. I mean, I guess from the other world, but also somewhere else. I heard it live <laughs> <laughs> at Pride in Vienna. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was an experience. episode we will be talking about season one episode five of killing eve called i have a thing about bathrooms and it was written by phoebe waller bridge and directed by john east so written by the person who wrote the first two episodes and directed by the person who directed the next two episodes which (laughs) doesn't mean much but i find it to be satisfying Uh, We start off where we ended in the last episode, where Villanelle is shooting and running towards Eve and the gang who are driving, and then Eve stops the car, and Elena and what's-his-face Frank are upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think it's really telling that even Elena thinks this is a bad idea, but also I love how... Eve at some point just stops hearing whatever they're saying, just tunes them out. Yeah, she just has a moment for herself yeah, <laughs> in this you know. not stressful situation at all. <laughs> she just tunes out the two of them shouting, don't do it, stop, don't go. And instead in her head, she hears this song being like, if I gave you my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, good well, stuff. my note for this scene is Eve is so self-centered. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's definitely something she has in common with Villanelle. So then Eve gets out of the car and walks towards Villanelle. And then stops when Villanelle puts up her gun. And then they stand 10 meters apart or so. I don't know distances. And it's hot. 
Yeah, it's a fun moment when Villanelle points the gun towards Eve and Eve is just like, sure, I mean, that's fine. And then she points the gun towards herself and Eve screams, no! And then Villanelle runs away. And this is the first scene in this episode that I would describe as so stupid but so hot, which is how I feel about some other scenes in this episode as well. Mm, I would describe it as so tense and so hot and it is my sexuality (laughs) (laughs) then we go to the diner where frank is gross (laughs) yeah um i you know watching frank eat was not i wouldn't describe it as pleasant (laughs) so that really you know made me think of apparently eve and bill taking photos of frank Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Because that was what was on Eve's computer. Yes. And now I get it. Yes. I just really love this small continuity. Mm. Because truly his eating was... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen anyone eat like that. No. Good acting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, he really wants brown sauce. Oh God, can I talk about this? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, did we both Google what brown yes. sauce? Yes, Google it. Do you wanna say? So I did Google brown sauce, and it's something made out of tomatoes, molasses, dates, apples, tamarind, spices, vinegar, and sometimes raisins. Yes, I wanna say that this is the exact description of that thing that they make you eat as initiation at Scouts. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> Never done that, but I gotta say, I think I would like this. Why? Because the taste is either tart or sweet, sweet with a peppery taste. I don't know. I think I would be into it. Sorry, guys. That's uh, okay. We still love and respect you. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine eating something that is called brown sauce? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing about it. I disagree, but, but there it's are, bad. That's too many things in one sauce. That's my opinion. And also, it's the exact description of that thing <laughs> you tried to make me eat at initiation at Scouts. Oh, boy. The, the a- atheist Scouts, not the Catholic Scouts. Just FYI. Anyway, Elena says at some point, who would spend that much money on that man? And I agree. <laughs> yeah. A truly, good point from Elena. Truly. Uh-huh. Always a good point from Elena. The voice of reason. Yeah. So Frank is, I think, as annoying as anyone can be. And even Elena are exasperated. But he does tell them the name. So he yes. does say one of the people's name was Oksana and Eve calls Kenny for him to Google that name, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the illegal Google. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He will illegal Google it. Yes. I guess there's a very little scene of Kenny checking out Eve's suitcase while they're on the phone. And um, I want to point out that the canestine or whatever queen is still in the suitcase. So I think it's super cute that Villanelle took everything that Eve owned, but um, was like, well, she needs this cream. Poor baby. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> then we move to the safe house. Any thoughts about safe houses? <laughs> this uh, this, uh, this episode doesn't have many different locations, so <laughs> ever been to a safe house? <laughs> I, I really like the idea of being in a safe house. I, I know that they are 
presented usually as like the ugliest. Yeah, did you see that rug in that bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) I did, but like just you're safe there, you know. You're not. not. (laughs) No, I I just like the idea. My thought was this seems so much more stressful than just being at home. Yeah, terrible. I would never want to be in a safe house. My note on this specific safe house is that the guy that shows them around has a British accent. <laughs> you know this? <laughs> because he has a British accent. And the other ones have the TV show accents. You know? There's a difference. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thing. Jesus Listener, Christ. <laughs> is this a thing? <laughs> Tweet at us. <laughs> We zoom in on Carolyn waiting for them in the most cinematic room in the house. It has a fireplace, it has books, it has a painting, it has vintage lights, it has an amazing wallpaper. It's very cinematic. See? Who wouldn't want to be in this room? (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) Um, Elena makes tea. Yes. And then she is gonna leave because go. she's traumatized. She will go back to East London and have three bottles of wine and cry hump her ex until the memory of this traumatic day evaporates. I need to know who Elena's ex is. Me too, yeah. I need to know this so bad. And also, I love how understanding Carolyn is of this very specific description of her coping mechanisms. I bet she's done the same thing before. Yeah. And then Elena says, other than that, Carolyn, I've had an amazing day. (laughs) I love them. I would watch a show that is just them. Yeah, they would be such a good duo. They would work so well together. Truly. And I just really want that for Elena. Yeah. I want to say, even though that's, I guess, a spoiler, but Carolyn is a lot more understanding of other people in season one than she is later. Especially in season three, Mm, which is, I guess, reverse character development. (laughs) (laughs) Character regression. Character regression. (laughs) Do we think that's like that there's a point to this or it's bad writing? I don't know. I think it's bad writing, but I'm not sure. I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Frank snaps his fingers at this guy showing them the house and I just want to say that just for that he deserves to die truly yeah I get that you're having an anxiety attack but that does not excuse that behavior also nothing he says to try to excuse anything he did excuses anything he did he's just the worst yeah the only scene that I liked him in was when he died I mean, I would, I would accept if it was him just needing the money for his wife's recovery. That small part I would accept, but then actually most of the money he takes is so that he can send his children to some posh school. Yeah. Which is, okay, yeah, that's so necessary. You, they would die without it. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> then carolyn says so sorry you have to see this and goes to soothe frank love it love (laughs) it also i'm glad that carolyn took over this role of talking to frank you can really see so well how 
Eve just has no patience. No. She is me. And <laughs> Carolyn, you know, has just like a little bit of... Uh, she's just like a little bit good at her job, you know? <laughs> Wow, burn, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but also true, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is the first name drop for the twelve. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the twelve? No, nothing, no feelings. <laughs> it's a powerful number. <laughs> Apostles, etc. <laughs> yeah, I also want to note that Eve seems to be encouraging Kenny to go after Elena. Like to pursue Elena, but didn't Elena tell her in the last episode that she's not interested? Why is she doing that? Did she? I forgot. Yeah, they had a conversation. Oh, ah, right. Friend. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think this is like some straight behavior. <laughs> yeah, very straight of her, yeah. I think. Yeah. Ugh. I have some thoughts on the 12, but I think it would make more sense to talk about them later on in the show because it mostly has to do with how much we find out about them and not so much with what we know so far mm-hmm. except that their goal is chaos <gasps> yeah i love this quote <laughs> they their aim is to destabilizing from the ground up chaos i actually love hated it. that i thought as it an was... anarchist you don't agree <laughs> yeah anarchy is not like anarchism is not about chaos at all and also it's just such a an easy route to take from the writing perspective. I don't. I didn't think that's actually the truth. Like obviously, if they're searching for chaos, they're searching it to, in this chaos, get to their actual goal. Like the chaos isn't the goal. The chaos is the method. Fine, I'll so share stupid. my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think Frank knows that much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for sure, for but, sure. But no, the no. show doesn't portray it as something that but he says that is not true. I was gonna add that I think, I do think that like chaos is their goal, but in the sense of that's the easiest route to go and this show doesn't really care about the 12, but they care about the homosexuality yeah exactly yeah like the like the, we don't the even plot. care about this plot yeah <laughs> why yeah because yeah. i'm just upset that it's so bad the plot is bad and i feel like kind of out of nowhere carolyn asks uh if they wanted to know about russia isn't this something to do with her job isn't weren't we right, saying she's that a... she's a russian desk Something, yeah, in the first episode yeah, she's yeah. introduced as head, head of the Russian, Russian desk. desk. Yeah, but... but maybe it's just, maybe the fans were speculating that it's all about Russia because of this. And the show was just like, it's not, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know, because I've always felt like her working at the Russian desk was separate from her working on this investigation. Yeah, but I'm sure she's more aware of things happening in Russia and I guess so whenever there is a conversation about anything she's like so is Russia involved? yeah <laughs> at that dinner party oh, we see you like later you. she's like you. oh no <laughs> ouch <laughs> I did get Carolyn at that on that quiz so <laughs> anyway we find out that Frank told the 12 about Eve's investigation so that's where Villanelle gets this information from, I guess. Yeah. And we don't find out why the Twelve want to kill Frank, right? 
oh, right. Look, guys, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, there's doesn't. no reason why he should die. I can't. Oh, I mean, no, there's so many. <laughs> there's no reason the 12 want him dead that we know of. I can't tell if we're just really stupid or <laughs> if this show just did not think this through. I think the show did not think this through. Yeah, it could be both, but it's definitely the latter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say, it could be both, but it's definitely the former. (laughs) No, no, no. Do we have anything else to say about that? Yes, then Carolyn shows concern for Kenny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She says that mm -hmm. his father died a few years ago. Very, very sudden. Yeah. One more thing that season three Carolyn would never do. (laughs) But I just, I love this scene in the light of finding out in this very episode that Carolyn is actually Kenny's mom. <laughs> She's just like asking Eve how he's doing. Yeah. And, ugh. Nepotism can be so cute sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> then Eve is at a bus station. I have a note here that on this bus station is a commercial for rehoming a dog. Just, you know, a top down shop. Okay. <laughs> this is an ethical podcast. <laughs> we talk about murder. <laughs> yeah, and Eve is just like seeing how much power she has because now she's in this game. I think Eve is just trying to see how much ill-advised bullshit she can do without any consequences. <laughs> just like trying to do stupid things because that's what she's always actually wanted but kept herself from doing it until her mid-40s. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's exactly. trying to see like where her boundaries are. Yeah. yeah, I like it. And Dom gets mentioned. He even shows up. <laughs> How did we forget? Yeah. Well, why would we remember? Yeah, we only see him for two seconds in I the mean, back. I mean, how could we forget <laughs> that? He <laughs> says hello to Villanelle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what... Well, let's get to that scene. We shall, at some point. So then we go to the office. The first thing that actually happens is that he finds Bill's baby blanket. Yes, yes. And then Kenny says, I wasn't sure what to do with it, so I just folded it. (sighs) Yeah, that's relatable. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) But also, so sad. Yes. The baby blanket is so sad. Mm -hmm. Then Eve finds an email that Kenny was writing uh, to Elena, which says, Elena, I know you want to keep it professional with one S. <laughs> yeah, and instead of telling him that Elena is not interested, she kindly corrects his grammar, which is cute, but I don't get it. And we find out that Kenny found Oksana. And yes. right one. Yes. And we find out that she was born in 1993 and is a Pisces. Yeah! Just like Nina and me. (laughs) Ah, that's great. Kenny's struggling to tell Eve what he found out about Villanelle's crimes. And she asks him, how would Elena say it? Which I love. Yeah. And he tells her that she chopped his knob off. Then we go to Eve's house where she is opening the suitcase that she got back and looks at the pretty dresses. She puts on the perfume and one of the pretty dresses. That's just, that's my sexuality. (laughs) Just, that's so hot. 
It's so hot. It's good. It's good. Her looking at herself in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. She puts on some heels and takes out her hair. And I noted that the music gets sexier as the Sandra O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he walks downstairs and drinks some wine while reading the file she got on Villanelle and translated yeah the the translated one and we find out every bad thing that she ever did in her life so the things we find out about villanelle is her birthday 12th of march 1993 her death officially 20th august 2014 that's my half birthday for anyone wondering (laughs) (laughs) her full name oksana anatolieva astankova and I have a question here for you, Nina. Yes. If you are Russian and you don't know who your father is, do you not get the paternal name or do you get it by your mother or do you just make make it up or do you get it from your grandfather? What happens? Oh my God, I have no idea. That's a great question. I Thank was you. not <laughs> expecting that. Nope. So she doesn't have it. No, 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 she, she has, has it. Just, An- it just yeah. came to me, yeah. this question. I would say that they make it up, but <laughs> <laughs> I I want to find this out. I'm, I'm going to try to find this out. So Let's now. find this out for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> then what we find out about her is that her crimes are attacked and wounded school friend with a pen, age 8. I'm gonna assume that school friend was a vampire because my favorite way to kill a vampire is with a pencil. <laughs> I really, yeah, I imagined her sticking this pencil into her friend's eye. Um, <laughs> but also, is that a crime? Is having a fight with your friend at age eight a crime? Well, it's not a crime, but I it's guess listed it's listed as a crime. <laughs> I think maybe because like, it depends on how serious the damage was probably but it's possible I had to get stitches because I got two holes made in my hand by a pen Jesus what when I was I guess a very young teenager or something I jumped on a bed on which there was a pen that found its way into my arm and I had to get three stitches did the bed go to prison <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> but I will but say it's, that it wasn't in Russia. Russia is <laughs> yeah. a lot stricter. So then, I guess after this incident, she went to juvenile delinquent center where she was from 2001 to 2006. Then she also on the crimes list there is a grievous bodily harm included castration times four, <laughs> yeah, arson times two, murder of an adult man. And manslaughter of a minor. Does that mean that she killed her school friend with a pen? Oh. I don't think so. Why not? Because then why would it be two ah, it separate says wounded. things? It says wounded. Well, we do learn that she was arrested as an adult from 2011 to 2014. Then Eve hears a sound and we get scared and... Then we see Villanelle who says, don't run. <laughs> Which is the scariest thing anyone could ever right. say to you. Yeah. She's then... just so bad at not being scared. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
and then Eve, of course, runs. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, locks herself in a bathroom and Donald just opens the door, like she kicks it open. And Eve is pointing at her with a toilet brush. And Villanelle finds that cute. It is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a nice moment between them, like something to say when you're like saying your vows at your wedding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then Eve won't stop screaming, so Villanelle has to pour water on her face. <laughs> has to. Has to. Has to. <laughs> Keyword being has. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, I love this scene. <laughs> oh god, it was so good. And then Villanelle is like, stop screaming! <laughs> I'm not going to I just to want to you. talk to you. I just want to have dinner with you. Uh, I just want oh. to have dinner with you. And she's like, so... I think this is the most upset I've ever seen Villanelle. Mm. She's actually like, ah! Yeah. She just does not know what to do. Yeah. I just cannot deal with this and cannot just be chill and not scary. Mm. Yeah. So Eve is now all soaked and she offers Shepard's pie. Is Shepard's pie the only thing Nico ever makes? So far, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think so, but I think it's his like signature dish. Yes. Mm. I can see that, yeah. I would expect more from a Polish man, but... Oh well. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. I've never eaten Shepard's pie. Me neither. Me neither, but... And I, I don't want to change British that. <laughs> yeah. Also, suddenly now, Villanelle is so calm and charming. Mm. Just couldn't do it <laughs> She just needed yeah. Eve to listen to her. Yeah, so She's Villanelle there. is all charming, acting like she never broke into her house <laughs> and uh, then into her bathroom and screamed at her and poured water on her head. And Eve is on the brink of tears and they have dinner. Yeah. Villanelle tells Eve to put something on because she is so considerate. Uh, yeah. Also, she tells her that she can keep the knife with her if it makes her feel better. Because she is so considerate. That's yeah. actually a yeah. nice decision on her I love part. this. Yeah. Love but also, you know, when Eve changes into her clothes that are hanging mysteriously very high up on her <laughs> yeah. wall... What's up with that? This is a kitchen and there are it's just also, some clothes. Like It's also a living room. Okay, but like that is definitely on the, on the kitchen part. Yeah, and it's just very high up and just clothes hanging there from what I assumed was deer antlers, but I don't think that's the general <laughs> assumption. <laughs> um, but even though Eve managed to zip this dress, she just can't unzip it. So <laughs> has to do it. She just uh -huh. has to, yeah. just have to have those long lingering touches. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is necessary, I have to say. Also, Villanelle wants to be helpful and offers to set the table and Eve says, no, you are my guest. Which... <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit like an interesting definition of a guest, yeah. <laughs> what would you define as a guest? Do you have to invite someone for them to be your guest? Yes. Do you have to open the door for them? <laughs> Do you have to be okay with them being there? Where's the line? <laughs> Villanelle says something to Eve oh, when she's asking about uh, the shepherd spy and who made it. She's like, 
did your husband make it? He has an excellent mustache, which I think is very similar to her getting Constantine a gift for his daughter. It's like mm-hmm. supposed to be a nice gesture, but actually it's just something to terrify the other person of, of like, oh, I know about your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Eve asks Villanelle why she's there, and Villanelle starts telling her this story about how she needs help. Um, and I mean, for sure, when I first watched this, I fell for it. But Eve does not. Eve actually calls her bullshit, which is a great moment. Yeah, and Villanelle finds that intriguing. Then, for the first time, this theory comes up that, like Villanelle says, if you went high enough, I think you would find that we work for the same people, uh, which is the whole point of the plot of this series and it's boring as fuck. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) So Eve is trying to figure Villanelle out and she has this theory about how Villanelle was sexually assaulted and that's why she killed that at least that first person blah blah which i get that was my thought as well when i heard about the castration yeah sure but villanelle is just bored with people trying to figure her out and instead asks eve the question that we were all asking ourselves which is is that shirt attached to the sweater or is it two separate pieces i'm so glad she asked that (laughs) i mean we don't find out yeah but i just felt represented in that moment Mm. representation matters then eve gets upset at villanelle which i'm not sure what she thinks will come out of this but it doesn't end up great for her obviously villanelle ends up with a knife to her throat it's again so hot <laughs> i think this one yeah. is even hotter for me personally yeah it's <laughs> mm. and um and then she takes eve's phone and eve <laughs> is forced to tell her her pin <laughs> which um she does while i think crying. that is such a good scene <laughs> just whew, true art in the making the her, way, sorry the way she says like all the numbers yeah, yeah. the way sandra o delivers oh this line yes. is <laughs> emmy worthy <laughs> truly truly i agree <laughs> when she says four like, oh. <laughs> it's beautiful and then dom and nico arrive home we actually get to see dom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Villanelle turns on her British voice. And Eve tries to act like it's all good. (laughs) And she's not doing as good of a job as Villanelle. (laughs) Villanelle One of them is a better actress than the other. (laughs) Villanelle also takes the dress with her, which... Mm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) And Eve runs off to Carolyn's place where... A dinner party is happening, and we find out that Kenny is Carolyn's son. Love it! Love the scene, love the zoom in on Kenny's face. (laughs) And then also, it zooms in on Kenny, and then also on Eve. It is the best! And Carolyn's saying, We have no time for you to react, so don't (laughs) feel that you have to. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Or so Carolyn has a tiny doggy called Martin. Martin Martins. Yes, her last name is Martins. The <laughs> doggy's name is Martin. Great. And um, Eve 
points out that the phone that Villanelle took had all the information on the safe house and that's bad. So Carolyn and Eve... <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> Carolyn and Eve are gonna go... Um, save Frank's life. While Kenny is gonna serve pudding. <laughs> and save some for Carolyn. Everyone's saving something. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's happening at this safe house in the meantime? Uh, Frank is getting murdered. And <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> I really relate to how scared Frank is, but also I kept laughing at Villanelle's, whatever Villanelle was saying, it was all so funny, the way she says that first she's going to use him for sex is hilarious. Is that technically a rape joke? I guess, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Nina. I did not think it was funny <laughs> at all, I was horrified <laughs> by it. <laughs> but then... I think my favorite is when Frank says, I have children. And Villanelle says, I don't want your children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Does anyone here want Frank's children? They're orphans now, right? <laughs> oh, no. Well, mm. no. <laughs> I sh- I'm sure they'll be better off without Frank. Kind of, yeah. Uh. <sighs> They won't be able to go to that fancy private school anymore, which is probably good for them. I think that's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, they won't come out as such snobs. And as Villanelle points out, they'll have something to bond over. Uh-huh. <sighs> <sighs> also, Villanelle tells us her theory of what happens when you die. Which, which I guess she has formed over some time while watching people that she has murdered. That. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thought. Yeah. And that's that your soul goes further in. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Another job that she could go into. So if, if she decided not to be an assassin anymore. So I think not last episode, the episode before, we found out that she could go into sex work. Now we find out that she could become a deaf phenomenologist. I've decided that this is a job. Okay. I mean, it's a research position. <laughs> she could totally do that. Or just like, you know, a spiritualist faker. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Villanelle says that she has a thing for bathrooms. Is this because of her moment with Eve earlier? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Just checking. But she's so nice and she lets Frank die in the bedroom. Yeah. That's... Yeah, why does he want that though? <laughs> I think he's just stalling. I guess. Not long enough, but I think it was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Frank wants to use a chair against Villanelle. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> the way that Villanelle pushes this chair out of the With way such is ease. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> just like a little annoyed. You know? yeah. Just yeah. a little... Mm. Yeah. And then we go back to our team who now comes to the safe house and finds Max, who was the helper at the safe house, to be injured. Very injured. That's like one dude that didn't die. I'm really glad that he didn't die. Mm-hmm. Mm. I liked him. Yeah. And he was already mistreated by Frank. He didn't need to die as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eve finds Frank displayed on the bed in Eve's dress and nobless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the show serves us an incredible juvenile joke 
And we go straight to the shot of a villanelle frying some sausages. <laughs> and I love this because, not because of the joke, because this is kind of like meta, because this is the kind of humor I feel villanelle is into, and she's oh. participating in it, not really realizing that she's participating no, in I it. I think she's no, doing she... it on purpose. Yeah. I think she's frying those sausages specifically <laughs> because she chopped someone's novel. I guess it's possible, but I prefer the meta, I think. <laughs> I want to ask, what was Villanelle trying to say with displaying Frank in this way? What was the message of Eve's dress and the castration? I think the castration was just making fun of the original castration and how Eve thought mm-hmm. there, there was some reason to it. I yes. agree. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Eve's dress, I have no idea. I don't think there's any reason for it. I think it's I just think like... it's just another message to Eve. Yeah, but what's just, the message? Oh, no, just like, hey, I am... Into you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Just like using her name. And yeah, and just yeah. like being... I'm, I think about you all the time. I yeah. think about you a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So, yeah, Villanelle is frying those sausages in uh, a silk robe. Mm-hmm. And Constantine She's lying is... to Constantine very yeah. badly. <laughs> Constantine is beating some eggs, it would seem, but they never. Very slowly. They never very use slowly. them. <laughs> yeah. I love the interaction where Villanelle is like, I had to use my tits, and Constantine is like, <laughs> to kill him? <laughs> I... But also, she has great tits in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This whole scene of Villanelle lying and Constantine just going along obviously not believing a word she says gave me some flashbacks did everyone have like that one friend that just always lied about something and you just at some point gave up on like asking them about it and you were just like mm-hmm 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 oh really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yes i'm thinking of you <sighs> for me i think yeah. that villanelle is intentionally bad at lying to Constantine. Yeah, I think she does not care. Yeah. She's just having fun. Yeah, exactly. I don't think she's trying to make him believe all that stuff. Yeah, but I think that's also what... Because you can, and the other person won't... You know that the other person can either call you out, but can't really, because they don't have Uh this info. They just know you're lying, and they have to deal with the fact that they know you're lying. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Liars, man. Yeah. Mm. I can't lie. If I have to lie, I have to prepare myself like days in advance. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a little bit better at it, but still, I only do it if it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> okay. Villanelle and us as well finds out that Nadia has not died. She is still alive. And Constantine, I think, pronounces her name as Nadia. Yeah. Which... Mm-hmm. Why? Also, Constantine tells Villanelle to visit Nadia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it could be a biblical euphemism. Mm-hmm. Also. Honestly. <laughs> uh, very much uh, like getting to know someone. Villanelle asks Constantine where she is, and Constantine answers, Russia. <laughs> Which is as useful as saying, I don't know, anywhere on this earth. <laughs> yeah, she's still on earth. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that that's supposed to be useful for Villanelle because she doesn't want to go anywhere in Russia. But still, what a useless answer. I get it because that's the important information here. I... Like, wherever else you would be... That Villanelle would easily go there. Yeah. But he could say it more specifically, considering that he has to tell her at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to answer Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, even if he said Moscow, then still, like, where? <laughs> you know? Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Then Villanelle says, what about Anna? Because Russia is the size of Slovenia, so <laughs> if you go there, you will meet your ex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Villanelle asks about the 12. And which number Constantine is. To which he responds... <laughs> Oh, oh dear. dear. Uh-huh. But why? Like, why does it matter that she knows this word? I guess it's assuming she knows more. Knowing anything more is bad, but... But eh. she's uh. not supposed to. They could get her killed if she knows too much. Ah, got okay. Constantin killed, blah, blah, blah. Ah, okay. Sure. I understand. And that's it. That's the episode. That is the episode. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So now we go to the segment Uti, outfit of the episode, which I will say that I hope (laughs) it would get more exciting again, but no. It's It's just a a tiny amount more exciting than the last one. Yeah, yeah, it is Mm -hmm. a tiny amount more exciting. I wonder which dress we're gonna pick. (laughs) So the first outfit is the same as the episode before, so... It's called I Hate It. and We still hate it. <laughs> it's a little bit less terrible because she takes the jacket off. That's true, yeah. So she's in this off-white tee. Underneath she's wearing a white sports bra. She really loves wearing those, like those sports bra that it's have like... Bra? Yeah, that have like 15 straps so on the she... back. I actually really like how she looks in this white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when like, I don't much see the... better than the fucking jacket or whatever. Yeah, when I don't, when she's not wearing the jacket and I don't see the pants, it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she, when she's just like leaning on that chair in the kitchen, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, the pants that she is wearing with this are high-waisted beige pants with an attached belt. Mm, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Those are not words that should be together yeah why was she asking about the sweater and shirt if she has a belt attached (laughs) (laughs) then the second outfit is i named it (laughs) morning after (laughs) (sighs) yeah appropriate yeah and it's a silk or silk imitation pajamas so actually it's a crossover top and pants and her hair is up in an actually messy bun Oh, and really? Aren't there two buns? No. I'm not sure. To me, it looked like it was two buns. No, I think no. it was just one. Okay, it looked and good. Then, yeah, it looked good. Then she's wearing a gold necklace, and underneath this, she's wearing a bra that is a tiny bit too small for her. Mm. Oh, I just thought it was like a push-up bra. Like. No, no, like her boobs are spilling over. People that's with what boobs. she wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's what she wanted, but people with boobs. Most people with boobs don't know that they're wearing the wrong size bra. Please do some Google researches about it and then you will maybe buy yourself a better bra. Thank you. Except also, not Villanelle, because you look great in that. <laughs> also, 
you can just stop wearing a bra without any consequences for your body. It's no, I mean unless unless you get back aches because of um, like yeah, no consequences weight. for your body, but I want to move faster than the speed of a snail. <laughs> so <laughs> I will continue to wear bras. Thank you. So, what's your favorite outfit? <laughs> the second one. It was great. It yeah. was hot. Yeah, I loved it. I was so happy when it came up because I was like, why is this whole episode this one outfit that I don't <laughs> like? But then I was saved by the last scene. Yeah, absolutely. Five out of five. Would recommend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that was the uti of the episode. <laughs> the uti of the episode. Love it. <laughs> of, the episode, of the episode yeah. and let's hope for better days to come I believe they will come oh yeah they will don't worry about <laughs> it Ooh. now let's move on to our next segment which is rating this episode I am going to rate this episode but I'm a cheerleader Woo! for all the great mm. humor mm. wow mm. alright The jokes were my favorite. Mm. Love them. Great. Love it. My rating for this episode is Carmilla the book because it's scary and hot. Hot in a scary way. (laughs) Scary in a hot way. (laughs) All of that. (laughs) Nice. I am going to use Sarah Waters again for a rating. I don't know. She's way overrepresented in this uh, podcast, (laughs) but oh well. She's good. I am going to rate it. Tipping the Velvet, because that book, as well as this episode, they're both important and hot. (laughs) (laughs) Game time! Nina, what's this episode's game? This is my first time thinking of a game. I'm very (laughs) proud of myself. Congrats! (laughs) Yes, yes. When you have a master's degree, suddenly you can think. No. Uh... (laughs) So this game is, if Villanelle came over to your house as a guest, (laughs) (laughs) unexpectedly, (laughs) and she says that she wants to have dinner with you, and you have to open your fridge and try to find something that you can make for her, for the two of you, quite fast, because you don't want to be like cooking for an hour. Uh, So yeah, what would it be? What's in your fridge? Am I also soaking wet and in shock and scared for my life yes <laughs> okay hmm. but you are not a rat <laughs> yes this time I'm not a rat. um nina and i share a fridge so <laughs> that we just cleaned today yeah we cleaned and stocked it with veggies <laughs> from the mm-hmm. farmer's mm-hmm. market today yes so at least there is that if we asked me this question yesterday <laughs> oof but yeah let me think what we both come up with with the same fridge i truly don't have or i don't eat any type of food that you can just heat up so i guess i would just put some popcorn in the microwave and we would eat that that's the best that i've got i'm thinking of something that's super quick to prepare yeah but i was thinking okay maybe like a salad with lettuce and stuff but i don't see myself in that position even capable of slicing garlic no yeah no so it would be have to be something without even that so i think i would just make tomato salad out of just tomatoes 
and then some toast with peanut butter and some fresh basil. That's my best. I'll put some basil on that popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I guess. No, it's much more exciting that way. <laughs> Can you tell that we have a basil plant? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about doing my favorite, favorite way to eat tofu, which is spicy braised tofu. But then you gave me an idea because I could just take some of that bread I have in the freezer and then serve it with all the types of cheese that I have in my fridge, of which there are many, so... <laughs> this is, I think, by far the best choice. <laughs> by far. <laughs> Out of the three we offered. Yeah. Mm. Listener, what would you serve Villanelle when you're soaking wet and... Yeah, hurry. And fearing for your life? Uh. Let us know when you meet us. Thank you for listening, dear listener, and... We'll meet again next week when we make another episode. Yes, I am going to go make some popcorn now. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Queering Eve. What were we talking about? Elena left. Elena, Nina, we're talking about Elena. (laughs)